Welcome to Thrive Church Podcast. We just want you to know that wherever you are in your faith journey, you are welcomed, you are loved, and you are accepted. I hope that as you listen to our podcast, you are moved and inspired to grow closer in your faith with God. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the message. Well, good morning, Thrive Church. We're glad that you are here this morning. I'm going to welcome all those who are in the 7115 area code who are watching online today. We are glad that you are in the house today worshiping God. And, and I just want you to know you have been created by God to thrive. Each and every one of you, God wants you to grow and he wants you to thrive in him. And when you give your heart, you give your heart, your mind, your soul, and your strength to him, I'm telling you, God does a redeeming work within you. So can we just pray and invite his presence here this morning? Father, we need you. We just declare our need for you right now. God, we know that we have been created to thrive. But Lord, we can't do that on our own. So Father, we pray that this word would speak loud and clear to our lives and what we're going through today. So we worship you and praise you. And everyone said, amen, amen, amen. I want to encourage you to, if you want to follow along in your sermon notes this morning, uh, I, I encourage you to do that. You get so much more out of the message when you do that. And we have been in a sermon series called Under God. And, uh, and we, what we've been talking about is we've been looking at politics and our response to government through uh, through God's focus and not our own. You see, sometimes, a lot of times, we can, we can get, get so caught up in elections and politicians and, and things like that that we take our focus off of God, and that really becomes a dangerous place to live. And, and so, uh, but today's message, you know, I had prepared a message all week for this Sunday, and, and I'm just, I just did not feel comfortable. I did, you know, and so, honestly, on Friday, I just did a turnaround and, and so I wanted to talk about really what it looks like to live under God. And today I want to talk about this thing called gratitude. Gratitude. And, and so uh, to start off my message on gratitude, I want to wish all of you a, a happy Thanksgiving. I hope that it is a, a great celebration to you. And really what it is, it's a holiday to recognize how grateful we are for the blessings we have in our lives. How many of you right now, you would say, I'm living the blessed life. I'm living the blessed life. Listen, look at that enthusiasm. People, hands just shot up. I'm living the blessed life. You know, how many of you realize this? We live in an awesome country. If you have traveled overseas before, you know exactly what I'm talking about. There is no other country in the world like the United States of America. And so we are living the blessed life. I'm going to ask you, though, why? What makes, what is it about your life that makes it so blessed? The word blessed, it literally means to be better off. I'm better off because I have this in my life, this person in my life. And so we're talking about this, this word called gratitude. And gratitude is the quality of being thankful. Just I'm thankful. There, there's been some psychologists that have studied uh, gratefulness and, and, and gratitude, and, and it, they said that it is uh, the healthiest of all human emotions is to have a, a spirit or an attitude of gratitude. There was this guy by the names of, of Hans Seil, and he was, he's 
has studied stress and stress management. And, and, and he has said this, that gratitude produces more positive emotional energy than any other attitude in life. Did you know that? Gratitude. And, and right about now, right of everything that is happening in the world and happening with COVID, how many of you know we could use some positive energy? We could use some, some, some emotional strength during times like this. And so this, this psychologist said it it's kind of comes through an attitude of gratitude. And I know many of you right now in our, our current circumstances, it's hard, right? So it just seems like, you know, I think twice this week, well, we heard about COVID restrictions and, and things like that and how we're extending things out. Uh, some of you may have some health concerns. I know that we've been watching the news and seeing that uh, hospitals are being stretched with everything that's going on today. I know some of you are parents and uh, this whole virtual learning at home experience has not been a very pleasant experience. You feel completely unprepared uh, for what you're going through. Some of you, you might be dealing with job security with everything that's happening here. And we know that there, we only need to turn on the news and they go on and on and on about the political unrest. And so there's a lot of stress. There's a lot of things that are going on out in the world. And, and I just, I don't know about you, but I watch these things and I, I just say, I just want it to be normal. How many of you are, are out there today and you're like, I just want it to be normal again. I know some of you, you're probably saying this, I, I want Thrive Church to be normal again. We, we want normal services where we have the, the whole worship band and, and we have everybody here and, and, and you know, we're just celebrating together. I want the normal events that we do. I, I want our activities that we go back to. And, and, and I just want you to know we we're, we're trying. <laughs> we're trying to provide that in, in some of the activities. We're trying to, we're keeping our services open. And I'm, again, I'm glad you're here today because I believe that what's happening here at Thrive Church, I believe it is essential. I believe people are going through a tough time mentally, emotionally, even spiritually. And so here's a couple of things. If you want to get engaged, you want to get involved, this Saturday we have this thing called Ruby's Pantry. And, and we are able to provide food for hundreds, if not thousands of people. I want to encourage you to just go online and find out about Ruby's Pantry. I encourage you, if you've not done it before, you've heard all about it, get engaged. I'm telling you, there's nothing, if you're sitting there and you're having a hard time and you feel stressed out, there's nothing like just putting that aside and going out and blessing others. It just kind of changes the attitude. So I'd encourage you to get involved in Ruby's Pantry. We're also going to have next Sunday night, there's going to be a men's event. And, uh, and we're going to get together and we're, we're going to fellowship and we're going to be COVID-minded, okay? And, uh, and we have some food coming from the outside and it's going to be in boxes and we're just going to get together and, and, and just kind of celebrate and, and have some man talk and then watch the football game together. And then I know that there's a ladies' Christmas event coming up on December 4th. And again, I, I'm just saying all these things because, number one, I want you to know we're being COVID-minded. We're not just doing these things, ignoring everything that, it, that, that, that is being put out there. But I, I want to encourage you to use discretion. Just like you are in every other area of your life, use discretion when you come to these events. And I'm going to encourage you if, you, if you don't feel well, Please, please don't come. It's okay for you to stay home once or twice. It's okay, especially if you're not feeling well. Um, 
We ask that when you do come that you would wear a mask. We're not making it mandatory, but we encourage you to just be mindful of other people and also watch for the social distancing. But in the midst of all of this, (laughs) in the midst of all that is abnormal, we have a lot to be thankful for. We have a lot to be thankful for, amen? There's a lot in your life to be thankful for. And and I, I believe most of you, you live in a comfortable home, you have comfortable housing, you have clean water, you have healthy, healthy food, you have meals to eat. Hopefully your health is doing good. You have family and friends, you have church, you have Jesus. There's so much for you to be thankful. And, and I want you to know this, if we're not careful, it is easy to take these blessings for granted. Have you ever done, has that ever happened to you before? You take the blessings that God has given you and and you get so caught up in all the stresses that are happening out there that you forget. And when you forget about your blessings, the temptations is to become ungrateful. Jesus talks, tells us a story in Luke chapter 17. There's an interesting story on the topic of gratitude. I want to read this story to you and kind of pick it apart if we can. I'm talking about Luke 17, 11 through 17. Tells a story. Jesus is he, he's continued on, on this journey toward Jerusalem, and he reached the border between Galilee and Samaria. And as he entered a village there, ten lepers stood at a distance crying out, Master, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So let me just stop right here. Here's ten men who have leprosy. Now, back in those days, that was a hopeless disease. Hopeless. It was a terrible disease. And what they would do, you know, to avoid this disease from being spread, they would take these people and they would take them out of their homes and they would have to go and live in a leopard colony, if you will. And that was a community where all the lepers live and the end of their days were there. It took them away from family and friends and It was just kind of a hopeless situation. And they were outcast by society. They were considered to be impure or unclean. And so if you saw a leper coming down the street, you just like completely went out of your way to avoid that person. Can you imagine living life like that? This must have been a very lonely, hopeless life. Verse 14, Jesus looked at them and said, Go. Looking at these ten lepers, now go, show yourselves to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed, by, cleansed of their leprosy. Jesus spoke healing over their lives. And as they walked away, the healing completed itself. All of a sudden, they're walking away, and the leprosy, I don't know if it just began to fall off of them. All of a sudden, there was just a transformation, and the leprosy was gone. (laughs) Thank you, God, the hopelessness and the the loneliness. All of a sudden, hope is restored for their lives. And he tells them, I want you to go to the priest, because it was the priest who, a priest, you had to be approved by the priest to be allowed to come back into society. It's almost like having a a, a diagnosis from the doctor, and and the only way that you can confirm that you're healed is to go to the doctor, and the doctor says, yeah, oh my goodness, I can't believe you're better. You you know, the cancer is all gone. The leprosy is gone. So that's what happened. In verse 15 and 16, it says, one of them, when he saw that he was healed, he came back to Jesus, shouting, Praise God! And he fell to the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking him for what he had done. 
This man was a Samaritan. It's kind of interesting here. Let's, let's just do the math. Let's do the math here real quick. There was 10 men with leprosy and no hope in their lives. Then this one man, Jesus, comes into their lives, and he heals all 10 men. Are you guys keeping up with the math here? Their lives are radically changed. Hope is restored to their lives. These nine of these 10 men continue to keep walking. One man recognizes what has happened to him and recognizes that one man changed his life. He goes back to that one man, Jesus, and says, thank you, God. You've changed my life. The hopelessness is restored. Oh, my goodness, thank you. And oh, by the way, it's pointed out that this man is a Samaritan. Jesus is a Jew. If you understand the, the context of culture back then, Samaritans hated Jews. They didn't talk to them. They avoided them. I mean, it was just, I mean, you talk about, you think racism is bad today. It was ultra, ultra racism between these two people groups. And here you have this man, these sworn enemies, and he comes back to Jesus. You have changed my life. Thank you. And it says here, Jesus asked, didn't I heal ten men? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And Jesus said to the man, stand up and go. Your faith has healed you. So what has happened here? You know what happened? God is so full of grace, and I just thank God for His great gratefulness, His grace that He gives to us, His mercy. These other nine, they walked off, and they took his blessings for granted. And if we are not careful, in the midst of all that's going on in the world today, we can begin to take our blessings for granted. In my mind, these nine men became ungrateful. So in life, there's, kind of, there's four levels of living, four levels of living. Number one, there's ungratefulness. And this is, they're always complaining about how bad things they are. Have you ever met somebody like that? Somebody's always complaining about how bad things are. And this, this, this always bothers me. It's kind of an ungrateful attitude. I, I, I found this, this, uh, the, this cartoon clip right here. And what it is, is this, it's a picture of uh, Jesus as he's feeding the 5,000. And look at the responses. I, 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 can't, that, I can't eat that. I'm a vegan. Has, has that fish been tested for mercury? Is that bread gluten-free? <laughs> yeah, that, that's sometimes how we get, you know. I, well, okay, I see the blessing that you're giving to me, God, but I want the blessing my way. And because it's not coming about my way, well, then I start complaining and I start griping. And it just seems like when, when people receive a blessing, they either become grateful are they become greedy? Grateful or greedy? All right, let me ask you today, are you grateful or are you greedy? Now, another word for greediness is entitlement. There's a story, the Exodus story, if you ever read it, it's just a fascinating story how God takes all these thousands of Israelites who have lived in hundreds of years of slavery and bondage, 
and God takes them out of Egypt. He sets them free. He removes them out of their hopelessness into a land of hope, and he's taking them on this journey. But the journey is not going the way that they want it. And so what they do is they begin to murmur. Everybody say murmur. <laughs> you ever met somebody who murmurs all the time? A, a murmurer is somebody who's always constantly complaining and they're whining because they're not getting it the way that they want to. And they're always talking about the leadership behind their back. And they're just, uh, was, and, they, and they always want to go back. I want to go back to the good old days when we, we, we were able to do this and do that. They, in other words, we want to go back to our slavery. We're not happy with our freedom that God has given to us, so we want to go back to our slavery. It's interesting how we want to go back. What, is, what happened is they forgot. Just look at your neighbor and say they forgot. They forgot. They forgot what God had delivered them from. And that's why they wanted to go back. This attitude, this attitude of ungratefulness always bothers me. And, I, and you know what? I think it always bothers God. An attitude of ungratitude, I believe it always bothers God. Let me ask you this morning. Could it be that possibly your attitude today is keeping you from seeing the blessings that God is doing in your life. Could your attitude of everything that is happening in the world and is not going our way, could it be that that is the thing that is robbing you from seeing the blessings? Level two is we take things for granted. Now, these people are not necessarily complainers. They just never give thanks for anything. <laughs> this was me growing up. All right, I just remember it, through my high school days and especially going into college. Uh, from, I lived in Canton, Ohio, and I went to, to Minneapolis, Minnesota, and I was there for a couple of years. And like I was that kid who just like would forget to call their parents. And my parents were just, you know, you know like, what is this kid ever going to be grateful for anything that we have done to help them? I mean, they really did a lot to help me. And are they ever going to? Acknowledge it. And one day, I just remember walking by the payphone, and I had this thought in my mind, I should give my parents a call. And as, I, you know, and as I was, I'm waiting for it to ring, you know, call and collect, of course, and, and as, as I'm calling them, does everybody know what a payphone is, oh, by the way? Okay, I just want to make sure everybody. We, we, and, and I'm calling a payphone, and a thought came to my mind, hey, mom and dad, I just wanted to say thank you for all you've done to help me get here. I don't know what came across my mind. All I remember is my mom started crying, and my dad got on the phone. He's like, what did you say to your mother? <laughs> like, oh, I, just wanted, I just wanted to say thank you. Thank, thank you for help. I don't know what it was. All I know is my relationship with my parents changed at that moment. But I know that I was taking my life for granted. And I just want you to know, maybe, just, just maybe, your relationship will, with God will change if all of a sudden you just begin to thank Him. Let me continue on here. Level three is thankful, when only, but only when things go right. In other words, you know, I'm, I'll give God credit when credit is due. You know, when, when life is going good, I'll give God credit. But if life is going bad, well then, I'm sorry, but I just have nothing to praise God about. That's kind of a dangerous place to live. Let me continue on here. Number four is an attitude of gratitude. 
I just want you to look at the person next to you and just say, you're looking at a person who has an attitude of gratitude. That, that's what you're looking at this morning. I have an attitude of gratitude. Have you ever met somebody who has this attitude? I, I, we, you know what? There was a video made at, at our church last week of kids in, in our kids' church, and they displayed for us an attitude of gratitude. I just want you to check out this video right now. Adriana? children, we learn this great lesson of the power of having an attitude of gratitude. Here, I want to talk about that this morning. What is an attitude of gratitude? You just want to follow along your notes here this morning. First of all, I want you to understand an attitude of, an, of gratitude, it's an understanding. So the first step in having an attitude of gratitude is to understand where all of your blessings come from. Recognize, do you, do you recognize this morning where all of your blessings come, come from? What, what, what is it that makes you blessed? What makes you feel blessed? It, it, we know it's our health. When we feel good, we feel good. But, but you're blessed by your marriage, your relationships, or you're blessed by your kids, your job, your provision. When was the last time that you counted your blessings? You see, anything good in your life has come from God. All that is good in your life, that job that you have was provided to you by God, that home that you live in, it's, it's not yours, it's not even the banks, it's not the mortgage companies, it, it, it's from God. He gave you that gift. He gave it to you. He gave you the wisdom. He gave you the ingenuity. He gave you the strength. He gave you the ability to do what you do. All your blessings are from God. It has to start right there. That is the foundation. Look at 1 Chronicles 29, 13, and 14. They recognized this. They said, Oh, our God, we thank you and we praise your glorious name. But who am I and who are my people that we should give anything to you? Everything. Everybody say everything. Everything we have comes from you. And we give you only what you first gave us. 
So God, what, what I hear them saying is, God, you have blessed me. And because you have blessed me, I'm going to take those blessings and I'm going to bless others. God, all of the gifts that you have given to me, God, I'm going to take those gifts and I'm going to be, I'm going to gift to others. Are you with me this morning? And so that's what God tells us to do. I, I just remember when our kids were born. That may be parents out there. How, how many parents out there? How many of you remember maybe right now you're like, oh, having a hard time there. But man, do you remember that moment when your kids were first born? Just, ah. Oh. Ah. And I, I just remember our son, our daughter, going home from the hospital. That first night, my wife is still in the hospital, but I, I, I went home and I just cried, just wept how grateful I was for these gifts that God has given to me. And so I want you to know, at Thrive Church, if you're new here, this is why we start off our services with worship. Because what worship does is it's just it's a reality check of where all of our blessings come from, where our hope is directed towards, where our peace, where our joy comes from. It comes from the Lord. And it's just something that happens to us when we have that reality check, right? So, so again, that puts things into perspective. The second thing, an attitude of gratitude is in all circumstances. It's in all circumstances. 1 Thessalonians 5.18, Paul tells us this. He says, be thankful in just the positive circumstances. Be, be thankful in, in just, you know, the circumstances that are going right in your life. Be thankful when life is, when, when, when life is going good right? That's, that's what Paul says here. No, 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 no. No, Paul says, I want you to be thankful in all circumstances. Now, underline that part in your Bible. Just under, underline the word all. In all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. This is all circumstances. Everything, every area of your life is an opportunity for thanksgiving. How many of you have ever met a person like this who when they tell their story, it's the worst story you have ever heard. The worst story of cancer, disease, accident, worst case scenario. And as they are telling you the story, how many of you have ever met this person? They said, that was the hardest, the most difficult thing that ever happened to me, but it was the best thing that ever happened to me. How many of you have ever met that person before? And you just look at them like, how, how, how can it be? And then they begin to tell you of how that situation changed their lives for the good. And so that's why, that's why we can do that. We can praise God in all circumstances. And we can, we can praise God for the big blessings. We can praise God for the small blessings. I heard of this one family. They do, they do this each and every year. They have a blessing jar. I don't know if you've ever heard of this. They have a blessing jar on their kitchen counter. And so whenever they come across the blessing in their lives, there's a little piece of paper, and they write down what the blessing was. It's just, just a short little thought, and they stick it in the blessing jar. Well, every Thanksgiving, 
As they're sitting around a table and they're having dessert, they will open up the blessing jar. And they'll sit there and they'll read the blessings of what God did in their lives. You know, again, that's just remembering God in all of our circumstances, giving praise to God no matter what the circumstances. There's a man by the name of Matthew Henry, an 18th century theologian. And he, I, we don't, I don't know all the particulars of this situation, but he must have just got robbed. And he says this after he got robbed. He says, let me be thankful First, because I, have, I was never robbed before. Second, because although they took my purse, they did not take my life. Third, because although they took my all, it was not much. And fourth, because it was I who was robbed and not I who robbed. Perspective. And I think this is the attitude that God is working, working out all things for the good. We've all heard that passage before, Romans 8, 28, and we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Can I just tell you something? I'm going to just kind of bring clarity to this passage here because it's maybe hard for us to hear this. It's not God works out all things together for my good, but God's working out things for the good, his good. And so I will praise my God for the good that is in my life, for the good that he is working out, even when I do not understand. Remember that song we sang last week, Waymaker? Even when I don't see it, even when I don't feel it, he's working. He's working all things out for the good. And I'm going to tell you, I want God's good over my good any day. I want God's good over my good each and every day. And so, so here it is. There's a lot of times where I don't see it, I don't understand it. Even when I don't feel it, I still thank God. You know, nothing shows your faith in the absolute sovereignty of God more than just simply thanking God in every situation. Number three, an attitude of gratitude is consistent. It's consistent. You're not simply to be thankful one day a year on Thanksgiving, okay? What if we made every day a day of Thanksgiving? You see, every day is an opportunity to give thanks to God. We know that David, the, the King David, he was a man after God's own heart, but he went through a lot of trials and difficulties and struggles in his life. And you read about them in the Psalms. If you've ever read the Psalms before, it is a roller coaster of emotions. Okay, he's up and then he's down. But listen to what he says. Even in the midst of difficulty, Psalm 34, 1, I will praise the Lord when? I will praise the Lord at all times. I will constantly sing, speak his praises. Look at this, Psalm 44, 8. Oh God, we give glory to you all day long and constantly praise your name. Notice, notice how often he expresses praise to God. He does it at all times, in every circumstance, every situation, all day long. You ever met somebody like that before? I, I used to work with this guy, this gentleman, he, and what he did is uh, he helped out at a, at a VBS, Vacation Bible School, program at our church. 
And one of the lessons was on being grateful. And so that was like the phrase of the day. Thank you, God. That was the lesson. Thank you, God. And these kids would be screaming, thank you, God. And you know what? He picked up on it because he was one of the children's leaders. And he picked up on it. And for years, for years, I worked beside him. And we, we, no matter what the circumstance, whether like really negative or just like, oh, you ever been in those frustrating spots? You would hear him say, thank you, God. So whether it was bad, whether it was uh-huh, or whether it was totally awesome, thank you, God. Can we all say that together? Thank you, God. Thank you, God. What would happen if we lived our lives just saying in everything, in all circumstances, whatever it is, thank you, God. Thank you, God. I want you to know this. This is just a side note. Praise is a spiritual weapon. We all know that we, are, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, that this is a spiritual battle that we're engaged in. And I want you to know that when you are praising God all day long, it irritates the enemy to death. You are just shooting bullets at the enemy when you just praise God. Whatever, you, whatever comes my way, thank you, God. Whatever situation, it drives the enemy crazy. That's just a side note there. Number four, an attitude of gratitude is a choice. It's a choice. Now, here we are. We have this man, the Apostle Paul, and he's in prison. He's in prison for, for, it's it's in the name of injustice. He hasn't done anything wrong. He, He is just proclaiming the name of Jesus He's done nothing wrong, and that's just frustrating when you're being punished for something that you didn't do or an injustice. And here he is, and he could just sit there and just be so angry, be so vengeful, and just, uh, just full of rage. But instead, this is what he's doing, Philippians 4.4. This is the message that he gives to the church. He writes a letter, and he says, you know, as he's, he's, in, he's, he's all locked up in a very uncomfortable, smelly prison cell, his words are always... Be full of joy in the Lord. And again, I say it, rejoice. Rejoice. When life isn't fair, rejoice. That's his attitude, rejoice. You know what that word rejoice? Rejoice is this. To rejoice means to just give praise. To just give praise. And always, he says always, not just sometimes, not when it's convenient, not when it feels good, but give praise. Now, the big question is how? How? It's in all of your choices. So there was this man, he was a prophet, and his his name was Habakkuk. Habakkuk. So if any of you are, are... or with child right now, and you're thinking of a, of a biblical Bible name, you might want to try, try out Habakkuk, all right? And what he was trying to do is he was trying to teach the Israelites to have complete trust in him. And things were hard. Again, you think it's bad here. You think it's bad in our day and time, and we got it really rough. They had it rough back in those days. And they're, they're constantly in, in battle with oppressive armies and crops and and, uh, and all kinds of things happening here. And he says this, in Habakkuk 3.17, he says, Even though the fig trees have no blossoms, there are no grapes on the vines, 
Even though the olive crops fail and the fields lie empty and barren, even though the flocks die in the fields and the cattle barns are empty. Talk about adversity. The crops are failing. Somebody please pray for rain. But everything that they're trying, it's not working. The ground is dry. Nothing is growing. How are we going to survive? This is all of our provision. How are we going to survive in this situation? How are we going to get through this? And in the midst of chaos, Habakkuk chooses to give praise as his response. I want you to know this. Your attitude is not based on your conditions. It's based on your choice. Listen to what he says here. He says, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in the God of my salvation. The sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes me as sure-footed as a deer, able to tread upon the heights. Your attitude is not based on your circumstances. It's based on a choice. It's a decision that you make. And number five, an attitude of gratitude is an overflow. It's an overflow. So Ephesians 5.18, Paul addresses something here. It's kind of interesting. Just follow me on this. It's kind of funny. He says, don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. And some of you are just quietly saying, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> some of you have found that out the hard way. Some of you are, are discovering that even right now. Mm-hmm. Because it makes you just feel great. I mean, it is great in the moment, and you get all slap happy, and life is good, and all the problems go away. The only problem is you wake up the next day, and you realize how you have contributed to the problem. When you get drunk, what you take in gets manifested into your life, right? That's what happens. Craig Rochelle says this, People get drunk because they want to be filled with a spirit that is not their own. Let me say that one more time. People get drunk because they want to be filled with a spirit that is not their own. They're hurting. People are unhappy, unfulfilled, and they're ungrateful. And they just want that to go away. And they want to try to numb the pain. And so they try to fill their lives with relationships or in people or drugs or alcohol or, you know, all, I mean whatever it is it could be food it could be just about anything we try to fill our lives up and then we we fill it up into our glutton and then it's like it still doesn't satisfy and then Paul challenges us listen 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 I'm telling you your, your life is filled with chaos with COVID and Stress from work and family relationships. I just want to go back to normal. And Paul says this and says, instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God. And then he says, sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves and making music to the Lord in your hearts and give thanks for everything to God, the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So I'm not, I'm not going to leave you hanging here. Again, I talk about making a choice to have an attitude of gratitude, but how do you do that? How do you put that into practice? And, and Paul tells us a couple things that we can do. Remember, what you fill your life with is what comes out. And he says, this is what I encourage you to do. Sing. Sing. 
I, I hope that some of the worship songs that we sing here, I hope that they catch with you all week long. I, I, I grew up in a church very much like Thrive Church, old school. And, and, and I would, I, I, man, I, I go in my worship time, in my prayer time, I'll go for a, a, an early morning walk with God. And the, the oldies but goodies would just kind of flow through my mind. That comes right out of my mouth. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. That just, just does something. Just does. I, I, hope, I hope you were blessed by that, by the way. I just had to do that. You can, you can clap now if you want to. I thought that was pretty good. <laughs> singing. Just singing. Just singing songs of praise. Music. Music does something. How many of you ever notice that music can change the atmosphere quicker than anything? Just music. I, I just encourage you. Just, just listen to the music you're listening to. Again, be filled with the Spirit. Well, well that comes in, in the form of music. What music are you listening to? And then the last thing I encourage you to do is to speak thanks. To just fill your day well, thank you, God. Every little blessing, every little problem, every challenge that comes your way, God, you're working out all things together for your good. So thank you. Thank you, God. Looking around your house, looking at your kids who are driving you nuts, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Look, looking at your spouse is driving you nuts. Thank you, God. Looking at your house and you have provision and you're walking into a warm house today. Thank you, God. And this meal that I'm eating today. Thank you, God. And this life that I had, this health, this healing that's taken place in my body. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. So what is an attitude of gratitude? First of all, it's an understanding of where our blessings come from. It's in all circumstances. It's consistent. It's a choice. It's not just when things are going good, but it's a choice. I choose to do it. And last of all, it's an overflow. It's an overflow. The blessings of God come through a relationship with God. And I, would do, I just want you to know this morning, that is my biggest concern for you this morning. Do you have a relationship with Jesus Christ? Have you asked the Lord of the universe to come and live inside of you? Have you asked God's spirit to fill your life? And, and, and you can do that. I want you to know, when you pray that prayer, when you invite Jesus into your life, he changes the way you think, the way you act, the way you feel, the person that you are. Have you done that yet? Let me ask you this. Are you at peace with God? Have you made peace with God? You can do that today. You want to be filled with that attitude of gratitude, the Spirit of God. It just, I just want you to pray right now. Just say, God, I need you. And I'm asking you right now to come and fill my life. I'm asking you to forgive my heart for the sins that I've committed. 
Lord, I want to choose to live for you. I want your spirit to overflow in my life today. So, Lord, come live inside of me in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for checking out the Thrive Church podcast. I hope you were inspired by the message today. If you like what you heard, please like, subscribe, and share this podcast so we can impact more lives. Remember, wherever you are in your faith journey, you are welcomed, loved, and accepted. Have a wonderful day.